0: what is up people and thank you so much for listening in this episode of the new generation hero talk podcast i am your host ej stewart we got a great show lined up for you guys today we'll be talking a lot of movie news we got this week in regards to some major marvel movies we have uh, ant-man and wasp movie coming up soon we also got a new name for the spider-man homecoming sequel and then some news about some movies that may be coming out down the road so we got a loaded show Today we'll also be doing a recap of this week's episode of uh Cloak and Dagger. And we've been very pretty much consistent with that show. Hopefully we'll get to move on to some of those other shows that we haven't got to yet. But we'll talk about Cloak and Dagger. We did have Luke Cage come out this week where we've yet to watch that, but we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks as well. And uh and it should be a great show. Joining me, uh Kendall's out today, but joining me uh right now is uh Shamari. Shamari's here. He he's made the call. He showed up to work today. <laughs> Shamari, what's up, dude? And uh, what are you looking forward to talking about today?
1: I'm Looking forward to talking about uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming is still one of my favorite of my one of my favorites of the Marvel uh, cinematic
0: universe. Um, so I'm super excited about that. It's crazy to me that Spider. I think I never would have imagined this. I don't know. I don't think it says anything bad about the movie at all but i do feel like spider-man homecoming is super underrated. i think so too. like i don't think that when we talk about the best marvel movies it it ever gets mentioned. yeah, it's always winter soldier, always civil war. Uh, i wonder yeah. if that's how adults feel. i wonder if kids feel differently. i think spy, i think there's a lot of there's a there's a section in the marvel
1: in just the superhero fandom where it's just spidey fans I mm-hmm. feel like they might feel differently.
0: Okay. Because I feel like when you talk about uh, Captain America and when, you know, uh, Civil War and Winter Soldier and certainly uh, Avengers. Avengers and, now, I wouldn't say Avengers in this class, but Infinity War. I'm not saying Avengers isn't it. I'm going to explain what I mean. Uh, those movies, to me, the reason why I said I wonder what kids feel, because those movies feel more mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're sure. certainly more mature. Yeah, and I think there is kind of like the knee-jerk, Reaction of adults who cover this to be like the more mature content is the best like I love the dark night And I was like the dark night the best but it's uh, because it's so crazy and so dark um, And then DC went way overboard and couldn't figure out how to mix uh, That element, but I-, I wonder if that's the case when we make these lists and a lot of times These are adults are very older people making this list. I wonder if I talked to like a teenager, um, would they feel differently? Like, would Spider-Man: Homecoming be much higher? I don't know. The 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 box office numbers it did very well. The box office numbers suggest that there still was more excitement for those three or four movies I mentioned before. Doesn't mean that they were better necessarily, but yeah, is uh, that I, just, well, I do find that curious because like I think the first two Spider-Man movies that we had were like the feeling around them I, th- I felt was, was completely different. Like those felt like game changers. Like the uh, the, the Tom Maguire, the Maguire, Maguire Sam Raimi. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the superhero movie, whole superhero movie thing was still kind of a a novelty Yeah. at that time. So I definitely feel like there was a different feeling.
0: Totally agree with that. And now let's talk about this Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. So we finally got a name for it. Um, it's funny, I like how they now use uh, Tom Holland as, like, their way of, like— Breaking news because like they now know his reputation as being a leaker or like the guy who spoils things and now they kind of use that to their advantage and a good marketing scheme because I saw he was doing something on Instagram say but like I was I had a very busy day I was moving around a lot I went to a met game so um, they lost surprise surprise um so I was doing a lot of things so I didn't get a chance to like watch it but I looked like he was, whatever it looked like it looked like he was doing something big I was like I probably should pay attention to this but I don't got time um but I think it's funny that they like, use that like his reputation to do these, like, breaking news kind of things. And Tom Holland went on Instagram to, to, to talk about the fact that he's revealing that the new movie will be called Spider-Man Far Away From Home. No, and, far From Home. Far From Home, sorry. Spider-Man Far From Home. And, tomorrow you had a very great, when I talked to you about it, just before, before the show, you had a really good initial initial reaction to it. I don't want to steal it from you. But what did you think when you first No, saw yeah, the, I said it sounds like a, like a sophomore album. It
1: sounds like the <laughs> second album. Of uh, some kind of rapper or like you know hip-hop artist yeah it's
0: like the it's like it's like j cole's warm-up yeah exactly. or uh or kanye's uh, uh late registration yeah. like I kind of I kind of dig that if that's kind of what they're going for I dig that from that part that's kind of cool um especially if they're thinking about a trilogy I don't know how home will come into a trilogy because you're thinking about it, like just for rap fans who may not know so like someone like Kanye West who everyone knows but maybe not know the music um his first three albums were kind of related and they kind of had a, they weren't like, they were, they were, they were linked. Cause they were, they were, it came from college dropout where you talked about being a college dropout and yeah. what that entailed. And then he, he kept that same theme for the next two albums with late registration. And then the last graduation. one was called graduation. And, and I mentioned J Cole before, if you know J Cole, his first mixtape was to come up. Very few people have heard that mixtape, um, but that was his very first mixtape and then the one that really brought him out to superstardom, or stardom, I would say, and got his name out there was The Warm-Up. And then The Friday Night Lights is kind of like the pseudo third act in that. So there's there were storylines with that, and like it's crazy to see like music, I feel. I think there's, certainly there's a case that music is like influencing the movies and how they're doing this character. But, uh, but I, aside from that, I was a little surprised that this is the route they're going. Not because of the content, like the content we've heard over and over again, that um, that there's going to be some travel element to this. Like we, we, you know, we've heard he could be in Europe, he could be in London. He, you know, we we've, we've heard that this is gonna not going to be your typical, you know, Spider-Man, your neighborhood Spider, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Man. Yeah. Exactly, this is gonna be a much different take on this. So that's not surprising that it's called Far From Home. Uh, it just, I think it's only surprising that it's so on the note and that they kept the home aspect to it for me. That was the only thing that was surprising. I'm not sure. I don't hate it. I, I do feel like we get crazy over titles, and then like we watch the movie, and like it doesn't matter <laughs> once we watch the movie. Uh, it's not my favorite title in the world, but I do again as a hip hop fan. I do like that. It seems like they're going that route of like saying in the continuity with the name and continuing a theme. Yeah. I mean,
1: F- Feige said that there is there are like hidden meanings similar yes. similar to Homecoming. Yeah, which that's very much like these rappers too, with these hidden exactly. meanings, and stuff absolutely and stuff. It's kind of the same mentality. So, does so, anyone know if Watts is like a hip hop fan? I didn't know that. No, I'm asking. Oh, I, don't oh I thought you were saying. That. I was like, oh, I don't I know. know. I was wondering. Yeah, that's a good question. But, um, but yeah, I, I really well. I wouldn't say I love it either, but. Um, I like it. You know, I I do not hate it at all. I mean, I think it's very. I think Tom Holland is a much lighter Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He's much more lighthearted. He's much and he's much younger, which I think lends to this kind of, you know, not sing songy, but it's just kind of like you know catchy. These catchy little like titles. Yeah. You know, and you have like the they even said they're keeping the little Spider Man symbol in the title. Yeah, I kind of like
0: I saw the logo that Tom Holland posted, and it's like it's. You know, the same font like that. Yeah, like it's clearly like going in a same theme track. I, yeah, I, like I, I really commend them for that. That's a really there's something different. I've never. Yeah, like I know, like I'm sure, like Spider Man Two and like X Men Two like had similar font and stuff, but that was because that was like the, that was clearly the font and the look of the franchise. Not necessarily to suggest the movies were like interlinked because of some larger meaning. Right. This clearly is like there's clearly an effort to be like. These movies are directly linked, and there's a theme we're trying to tell you and a story we're trying to tell you. And I hope that for the third movie, they do the exact same thing. I hope that it's another home theme thing, and then it's the same kind of outlook on the logo. Yeah, I agree. So
1: this is this is really fun. I like that it seems like they're having fun with this. I like that it seems like they're having fun with Spider-Man as a character and as as, as a property. And I think, I think this is also smart. You know, because they want to keep Spider Man fun. They don't want to be like uh, like the DCEU, They want to keep Spider Man light hearted, fun. Uh, and I think if they keep doing that, they'll keep uh,
0: keep making successful Spider Man movies. This title told me two things, Champ. Told me one, uh, Marvel does not care about how you feel about the Spider Man that you grew up with, and they made that clear, I think, in Homecoming. And I think for like. Eighty-five or eighty percent of the people, I would say it was they were fine with. There's there's that contingent that is like I don't like that his suit is talking to him. I don't like I don't like the Iron Man's in Iron Man's half and, the movie. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like there there's that contingent that feels like this is very different. This is not Spider Man. Um, and then they will tell you, I tell you, Andrew Garfield. I'm like, and that's when I leave the conversation. Um, but I do feel like this is another example of that because again we talked about the idea of taking him internationally and that's that's not a story that i mean he's gone internationally there's plenty of stories especially with the recent iteration of spider-man over the last years or two where he's a ceo and he's kind of doing all things all over the world um where he's internationally but it's not something that if you've grown up with loving the character and knowing the character and reading the comic books or watching the shows that this is a this is an aspect that's very different so just like the last movie where they spent a lot of time in washington dc and I said i told you about all the things with his suit and all the things they retconned um you know his best friend being uh you know ned Leeds, whose name is the guy who's hop goblin like they just they're just doing whatever they want like they have clearly said look we're throwing the, the 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 same old spider-man playbook out of the window along with not giving you his origin And I kind of dig them for that because, again, it's bold. It's not them just telling the same stories over and over again. So that's the one thing. One, they don't care about those people who maybe complained about the suit and it being very different than what they expected from Spider-Man. They did not listen to you. (laughs) They're going to keep doing whatever they want to do, and they're going to try to tell an original story. Number two, um, I think this fit actually, actually now makes sense, I think, when you think about Mysterio as a villain because I do think that um, I'm gonna take a wild conspiracy theory guess at what I'm looking at for a plot. I anticipate this is Mysterio may end up being like a faux terrorist. I think that that's in me. And if any any time, I, I think that's fair. Any you think about like how to connect what real stuff is happening in real life to you know what's happening in the superhero world, and thinking about Mysterio and like how he does things and what he does. I think that that's what they're going for. So when I see, okay, Spider Man going internationally. They have a villain in Mysterio who no one really cares about his origin. So you can kind of do literally whatever you want. What makes that like how where how do these things fit in a story that can make sense? I anticipate there being some element of Mysterio possibly creating some kind of terror, but not actually killing anyone or anything like that until like when, we don't realize that till the end. Like I'm not gonna say it's like a it's gonna be a. Um, Iron Man three situation, but it may remind us of that. I think he will be much better. I don't think there will be this crazy like pull the rug out from underneath you. I think he will be dangerous, but I do feel like there's going to be an element where he's an international threat, and his Spidey then like is, ends up kind of traveling Europe to try to stop him. Hmm. That would be interesting. I mean, he
1: would in that scenario he would have to probably do something in New York where Spider Man is first.
0: Maybe, I don't think he will. You don't think so? You think Spider-Man I think, is just going to go think something. I think something's going to take Peter to Europe, and he's not going to expect to have to do anything uh, in okay. Europe All until right. the Mysterio arrives. And with someone like Mysterio, I think that, again, he could be from Europe. He could be from anywhere. There are names, there are people who have been Mysterio, but no one really no one really cares about that. I'm a Spider-Man fan. I don't care about that, and I love Mysterio. Yeah. it's It's the idea of that character and that person, I think, being interesting. So I, I could can see him being a French artist. I can see him being uh, an English actor. I mean, I, I there are endless possibilities to me about like where they can go with that.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of possibilities. I mean, I think it's it's a good thing that they picked Mysterio as a villain in general. I mean, I think there's a lot that they can do with that. So you you have a lot of a lot of like wiggle room, and you have a lot of just just a lot of different possibilities in terms of what you want to do with the plot. Um, and and he can, you know, because he's Mysterio, he can also be anywhere. So if they, if they want to make an international movie, they could do that. You know, so I, either way, I'm very, very excited for what for what they have in store for this movie. Um, I mean, we know Mysterio's in it. I mean, I'm almost certain that Fulcher is going to come back and we're probably going to get Scorpion, too. It's going to be it's going to be a really, really fun movie. So I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think that. They're gonna. I, I expect those characters to make appearances. Eventually, they'll form the Sinister Six. It's very. There's a chance maybe that last movie ends up being the Sinister Six. I think would be fine. But I think that I would hope that they somehow get the home name involved with the title if it is the Sinister Six. Um, but I, I think that again, like what I like about this is that it seems like Marvel and Sony are really going for it with Spider-Man, and they're telling us completely unri- original tales that are not like anything we've seen in the Raimi stories and. They did that, the first movie, with the inclusion of Iron Man and Vulture and the idea of taking, you know, really making high school almost like a character in the movie itself, which was uh, just great. It just worked so well. And now I want to see... Similar to Black Panther in Wakanda. Right, absolutely. Like, the nature of being in Wakanda and that being another very important element of the movie. Peter's, you know, with Midtown Tech, whatever they called it, I don't remember exactly the name of it, Uh, that high school being... Such a big factor in it—the students, the, the 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 assignments he has to do, going to math mathicons, that the decathlons or things like that. Um, I I'm I'm wondering, I'm hoping that they're actually able to use their setting in Europe in the same way. I hope that taking a kid from Queens and putting him in in random situations, like in a whole different country, that could produce great content and some really humorous opportunities. Yeah. And I hope that they knock that out of the park. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm also wondering I mean there's all
1: there's also that the whole Avengers for Avengers situation and what that's gonna do to Peter as a character. I mean we don't even know what's gonna happen. To yeah,
0: I mean thing. we don't I mean yeah, if you've seen Avengers, spoiler alert, um if you have seen Avengers obviously he's he's dead or disappeared or whatever. Yeah. So we'll know what happened to him after behind before we get to homecoming or now we know, far from home but uh, but how that affected him, will there be a time jump? Uh, if they don't do a time jump, like, how will he immediately react to what just happened to him? Will he remember what happened to him? I mean, there's a lot of Avengers, Avengers Infinity War is a really fascinating tale in movie, in really, to me, movie history, because I don't, there are very few major franchises. I didn't watch the Harry Potter movies. I don't know if one, part one and two, or the last one was similar, but, like, where you sit there, I mean, well, that's different because there was a book out, so people knew how it ended. Right. But if you didn't read the books, I don't know if it was similar, where uh, where you sit there and you're like, I mean, the whole there's a franchise leaning on what happened in the next movie that we just don't know because of the, ex, the extreme steps they took in the previous movie. Yeah, it's not something that we've seen in really in Hollywood ever.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I, I mean, I agree. I, this whole the whole thing with Infinity War, um,
0: even the way Empire ends like yeah it's it looks bad for the heroes but like you know okay well like they're gonna fight back yeah and I guess we know that to some extent here but like so many of them are crossed off the board and Thanos has essentially won like the Empire didn't win it wasn't like they just took over the galaxy like there was still a fight to be had that just yeah. looked a lot harder with the circumstance. yeah I mean
1: in Harry Potter. There were some endings that were just straight up, just bad endings. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where like Voldemort is just winning. Yeah. And it, it seems like there isn't much that they uh, can do. Um, I think, especially Half Blood Prince, where that ending is just it's just very very dark. <laughs> Dumbledore is killed. And, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just a very very bad situation. Um, I mean, there there are other series where there are kind of dark endings. Um, but, like, here, like, they, I think they just they just killed so many characters or allegedly killed so many characters that it's just a very, very different situation because you don't know how they're going to proceed at all. Yeah. So it's, it's, it should be very fascinating to see.
0: Uh, staying on the Spider-Man note real quick, we should also mention the report by Variety. Shout out to them and uh, Dave McNary, who broke the story. That uh, Sony is developing a movie surrounding the character Silk, uh, the Korean American hero uh, Cindy Moon, uh, for her own standalone Spider Man spin off movie. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Silk, she was introduced fairly recently in the Spider Man ethos or mythos, however you want to call that. She was uh, in the first uh, Amazing Spider Man number one in 2014. Uh, As I said, uh, she has similar abilities to Spider-Man. She was a love interest for a short time. Uh, Reading here the report, she was bitten by a radioactive spider uh, around the same time uh, and gained the ability to uh, move at incredible speeds. She shoots uh, organic webs from her fingertips, so that's a little different than Peter. Uh, And she has her own spider sense known as Silk Sense uh the character tiffany espen uh was play, played played uh, a moon in spider-man homecoming which that to me is a fascinating note because that was the whole thing of is 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 silk in the movie it seemed like viral well, count she was and is that gonna be the character that's in this movie or are they gonna retcon that what's gonna happen with that that's something I'm confusing. but what do you think of the idea of uh, the silk character being, very, having having its own movie that's very very interesting um
1: I think that would be a surprising bold and uh very cool move by sony um i mean i mean you have you don't really have like asian american heroes um really anywhere in in uh in hollywood right now i mean the only one that comes to mind is Rose from Star Wars,
0: and that just came out. <laughs> um, and as we saw, unfortunately, that uh, there's been some yeah, there's been a lot of a lot with, of, with that actress. Yeah, there's the been a lot of drama.
1: Yeah, a lot of drama with that going on right now too. Um, I mean, it's interesting. You can also point to the fact that Disney's making a Mulan Mulan movie that's coming out very soon. I mean, they already like casted Mulan, and I don't know. They might this might be Sony trying to capitalize off of that as well. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I think this is a, is a very interesting move, and I think this would. Um, I mean, I think it would be successful, and I would gladly see it. But I don't. I don't know how how the 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 box office is going to react. I think it it very much depends on the director, story they want to tell, you know how they're going to frame it, the the effects. All it depends on all
0: a lot of things. But in general, I think this is a good idea. I think this has a chance to be very good. Um, the Silk character in the comics is is really cool. I've not had a million um, interactions reading the recent Spider Man runs, but the times I've seen her come up, I've really enjoyed her, her that character. Um, I think this is a good idea. As we've seen recently, I, I don't think that there's nearly as much risk with, um, as we've seen putting uh, people of color out in the forefront on Hollywood. Hollywood, I think, is very uh, conservative in that regard, and thinking that if you do that, you're gonna get blasted in the box office. But that's shown not to be the case if you do quality work yeah. and I mean, you really at, uh, put effort into it. Look at Moonlight, for example. Right, I
1: and mean, that's another example besides Black Panther, which is obviously the biggest example.
0: I and mean, Moonlight won like best film, but there are like several like there's several, yeah. Isn't there like I I I i I'm, apologies for me not remembering the title of the movie, but there wasn't there like one with like an Indian. I want to say it was an Indian woman who was traveling or something that like was an Academy Award winning movie. Again, forgive me for yeah, not remembering fr- like exactly. But yeah, I you I know what I'm talking about. I don't remember like, what it was called. Like people think that that can't be successful. And again, when it's quality and well done, um, there's more people in this country than white than just white people. There are a lot of other people who wanna see other Ideas and other heroes and other aspects, and also white people want to see some of that stuff too, of course, because we sold Black Panther. It wasn't just no way black people can get you a $200 million yeah. opening by ourselves, you know, it was clearly other people. Um, so I think that, that for me, they wanted to do someone like Silk, where we, we haven't had an Asian hero um, in Marvel or DC yet. I think that that's a great idea. Uh, I, I think Silk's cool. The only down. Side I could possibly see is, will she automatically just be like linked as like, oh uh, she's a Spider Man knockoff or a Spider Man sidekick? You know, even though she she's proven in the comics to be much more than that for sure. Will there be that kind of look to her, and then will that turn some people off? I don't think it would, but I do think that's maybe the one thing that maybe could derail it, where you would say, okay, like maybe we want to see an Asian hero who's not like another hero. But this is like small potatoes complaints. Like, I think that if you have a chance to do someone like Silk, who's a good character, um, who's cool, who could have great special effects, uh, I think that they should go for it. And I think that, again, we're always looking for, I think, new stories. And, and I think the idea of showing, again, a Korean American uh, a character in a heroic nature, we saw what that could how that energized um, the black community for sure with Black Panther. And while six doesn't have the history of the Black Panther for sure, I do think that it can help God. I think it will help energize the Asian community in this country as well, in which I think if you're a Hollywood executive, not to be the Hulk Smithers in this situation or the, the Mr. Burns in the situation, think about the the bottom line. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about the bottom line, Um, that would make sense. So I think from a creative standpoint, I think from a progressive standpoint, and then I think from a money standpoint, I think this, passes all the tests again other than issue to link to spider-man and will that could that be a little bit like oh this is just like spider-man i don't need to watch it right i mean yeah i think that's the only
1: thing um of the criticisms you'll get is like why am i why why should i watch this instead of spider-man yeah like especially
0: like, if spider-man let's say if spider-man far from home comes out what in 2019 yeah let's come this comes out in 2021 or 20 well 2020 is unlikely at this point but let's say 2021 or, or, like, just maybe, like, just maybe this is movies movie far down the line. But like, we've now seen Spider Man three or four times, uh, whether it be Avengers or Spider Man or Spider Man movies, and, and where we get fatigue. Uh, with our, oh, another Spider Man? We get like into the Spider Verse, exactly, which has Miles Morales and Spider Gwen. Is there in something? It. Is there something to possible Spider fatigue coming down the pipe soon? We also have Venom as well. I think so. I mean, a, I think there's a lot at
1: once, because I mean, we have Venom into the Spider Verse and. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, in in the span, all in like the span like of like year. six months, yeah, really. I mean, Venom comes out in the winter, right? It's true. Yeah, so or it's fall, all it's yeah. all kind of coming out very quickly, you know. And so yeah, it's it's a lot, you know. Then 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 they would add to Silk, and then and like if then if they were then the, to add Silk, it I feel like it would just, it might just become too much. I mean, I think. There's definitely a possibility for that. I mean, superhero movies are kind of like a genre of their own now, so I don't know if the fatigue is the fatigue that everyone is speculating is coming It's going to come anytime
0: soon. Mm-hmm. But I think spider fatigue is definitely a possibility. Right. I think we kind of had it after Spider Man three. Yeah. It's kind of why nobody it wanted. Just, it just took one bad Spider Man right. movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that no one really. That's why people were surprised when Sony decided so quickly to reboot yeah, Amazing Spider Man. Spider Man with the Amazing Spider Man. I think. It, I I I think if only look back on I think they tell you that they made a mistake with that like not they made a lot of mistakes with they made the Spider Man franchise but I think the initial you know early initial sin was just the idea of doing it so so quickly after uh Spider Man three like yeah. you know you could have in that time you could have Spider Man four that's how close it was to say like, all right never mind new Spider Man everything's new like it was a kind of bizarre decision and it yeah. seemed like. And because I think it seemed like such an obvious cash grab, uh, people treated it that way, honestly, but not really showing up and not really coming out the way I think a Spider-Man movie when you would expect it would happen. But um, let's now move gears a little bit to uh, the back to the MCU in fully and move Sony out of the picture quickly to talk about the early reactions to um, the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, which, by every account I'm seeing, sham is extremely high. Yeah, uh, people love this movie. Um, I haven't seen many. There are no reviews yet, but just the first reactions are saying that it's That's a, it's, any a bad it's a great movie. That it's one of the best sequels to any of the solo movies. I've heard that uh, Evangeline Lilly is outstanding as the Wasp, which I'm not surprised by. Um, and I, I'll be honest, this this has surprised me a little bit. Not sure. that I thought that the Ant Man the Wasp movie wasn't going to be very good. But I think people look at that Ant-Man, the Wasp movie, and I don't think they... I mean, excuse me, the first Ant-Man movie. And I think they kind of, like, scoff at it. Like, people acknowledge that it's good. I don't think... I think there are very few people who say, oh, that was a trash movie. But I think a lot of people look at it as kind of like the Marvel movie you don't have to watch. It was like, if there's any movie you don't have to watch, like, if you missed it, it's not a big deal. People say, oh, yeah Ant-Man, you can kind of get away with not watching that. I don't necessarily agree. I think Ant-Man is super fun. I just think, like, if you, like... Anything because it's such a you know, like comedy movie type. I think if you like anything, you would like Ant Man. So, um, but I think that's kind of the I think it is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the MCU so far that franchise in itself. So when I heard the overwhelming positive reactions, that surprised me, and 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 there's apparently this at the credit scene that's just like you know, internet breaking potentially. So I, I'm happy that Marvel really put. All its eggs into this basket for this movie because I was—I'll be honest—I wasn't sure how much attention was given, considering how close it was to Avengers and all the attention being on Avengers and how this movie, I, we haven't seen it yet. We've been told that it happens before Infinity War, so would people care about this if it has nothing to do with really Infinity War? Now we're hearing this word that it is linked to Avengers Infinity War in some way, at least. Yeah. So maybe there's a lot more that, that, or that meets the eye for right. Excuse me. or relates to Avengers four. Exactly. So there's certainly maybe a lot more than a lot more than what meets the eye to what I think the people, the perception I've always seen of people at the Ant-Man franchise, because this was not expected for me, but I'm excited. Uh, I knew this movie was going to be fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the yeah, trailers have been great. I we had, talked yeah. about it on the show.
1: I had a very good feeling about this movie. Um, I think Paul Rudd is spectacular as um, Scott Lang, and I think I knew Evangeline Lilly. I just knew from the last movie. I knew she was gonna she was gonna dominate this role, <laughs> you know. So even from the last movie, by the end, I'm just like, I want to see her as Wasp. Like, <laughs> like I was kind of rooting for that to happen, and then it happened. And the trailers look great. I'm just like, this movie's gonna be great. Like, I it, it immediately sold me on the movie, so I expected this. Um... Uh, so, yeah, I'm just super I'm just super hyped and pumped for this movie. I was not expecting it to connect so much to Avengers, the Avengers storyline. I was expecting maybe something teasing a little bit of something. and to be at fair, end, I think that is still a chance that it could just be the tease at the end, yeah, from what I've mean, seen. yeah, I mean, I think but, I think so too, but I didn't expect it to like blow people's mind,
0: yeah, I mean, every, I was expecting, every reaction has been like, oh my yeah, God, oh my when God. this gets on when people see what happened.
1: Yeah. I mean I wasn't expecting anything like that. I was expecting maybe something like at the end of like, Uh, Infinity War, the post credit scene of Infinity War with Captain Marvel. Same. Maybe something like that where it's like, oh, they're going to show up, you know, like maybe something along those lines, but nothing that would make anyone go, wow, because it's Ant-Man and it's Wasp. (laughs) You know, like, are they going to beat Thanos, you know, Mm -hmm. with the Infinity Gauntlet? So that's why I was like, eh, you know, they'll tease them showing up, but they're probably not going to tease anything too crazy, you know. Now I'm like, whoa, what, are they going to see Captain Marvel? <laughs> you know, is Brie Larson going to show up in the post-credits scene? Like, what's going to happen, you know? So now it has
0: me very, very excited. And I'm happy that a character like the Wasp is certainly getting its, its due. You know, it's with, uh, with you know, Hope Pym. It's not with, um, with Janet. Janet. But still, uh, that's a character that's essential to the Avengers, you know? She's a, like an Avengers lifer pretty much. So um, I have you that that character now has a has a looks like if, is, if the reception as well as it's is been received so far has a certain pathway to being a member of the Avengers. So yeah, this is this is great stuff. And I mean, for a movie, that I was excited to see, but not like it wasn't like I was like, oh my god. Now I'm kind of like really like curious, like yo, like what's gonna be in this movie? I'm kind of really interested to see. Yeah. Uh, what's gonna happen? But no, I'm excited, and I think that. Uh, and then the Wasp. It's certainly a movie that's been on our, our radar all year but now yeah. I even got a, even more of a attention to it. Yeah. And we, I mean we
1: got some people even saying oh it's funniest Marvel movie Thor Ragnarok is the only one that's that comes close. Saying a lot when you got I mean, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok was and hilarious. you got
0: Guardians 1. Yeah.
1: People are saying this was the funniest. I've never laughed so hard at a Marvel movie. I'm like yeah. wow. And the first one was hilarious. Yeah, it was. So I'm just like this is this is going to be a super fun movie.
0: I already know. It. Let's talk about also the news regarding Disney. So we we talked to you guys last week about Comcast coming in with their mega offer to try to trump Disney's uh, initial offer. Well, Disney has now uh, re-signed its uh, its agreement or its offer to uh, Fox that now includes a $71 billion deal. That would include uh, stock. <laughs> it's just shaking his head, listening yeah, this to the money. Crazy. This numbers, these numbers is just just crazy. are all just printing money. It's like, oh, yeah, fifty. Was it, forty forty-eight? Is good enough? All right, here's seventy-one. Like, and there's a worry that Comcast will possibly rebid again. So this this might not be that final number that whoever, whichever team gets it, ends up getting these Fox acquisitions. But, uh, it's what is if you're again, I cannot speak to what the economic impacts are for us as Americans with these deals. There are a lot of people who tell you that these these mega megaclon are terrible for us. I'm not saying that's wrong, but for the sake of this show where we're talking about just heroes I have to say that um, to me what I will say is it tells me that Disney clearly values the X-Men and Fox Fantastic Four properties in a way that I honestly didn't know I knew that they valued them, but I felt like, I felt like they were kind of, because we had all these years where they seemed like there was nothing close to Fox trying to work out a deal with Disney, that I kind of thought that Disney was kind of resigned, or Marvel was kind of resigned resigned to the fact, you know, we got our characters, and okay, there's no mutants, and there's no Fantastic Four, but we'll be okay, and they have been, I mean, Mm there's really been no issue. Once they got Spider-Man, it kind of was like, all right, now they kind of you know, okay, we got missing big characters, but... Wolverine's not in it. Yeah, but we're surviving, and it's not like we're every day saying, where's Wolverine? You know, and then it isn't until this deal happened where now everyone's like, this has to happen. So, I do think it, 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 it let me know, okay, this is a very serious thing. I know Fox has a lot of other major properties as well, but when everyone is talking about the biggest part of this being those movie properties, and you're willing to put down $71 billion. I just didn't think. I never thought they'd put that kind of number down for this. Yeah, I mean. I never is, thought this was possible. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to happen either. I, I, I kind of thought when Comcast came in, it was like, all right, this is probably, yeah. and this is probably the end. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of a really good dream. You're just like,
1: oh, you know, okay, all right, I guess I got to go to school, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know. But, like, then it's like, no, it's not over. It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's like, Wow. I mean
0: that's so much money. It's like when you watch wrestling and you see uh see Triple H hit the pedigree on the rock and the rock kicks out of two and you're like, oh, Yo, he's still yeah, in right? it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the exact it's the exact same thing. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like, oh pedigree, yeah. Uh,
1: no one kicks right, out of this, it's over. You see the rock kick out and you're like, Yo Yeah. That's just still going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is just uh I mean that's so much money. Like but yeah, I mean I think I basically think Disney has this in the bag. I, mean, I think this was Comcast's big move, you know, putting up that huge offer. But Disney just like, No, yeah, we've got more money than you <laughs> And they just put up his, his even bigger offer. So I think I think this I think this is over. I think Disney has shown that they hi, very highly you're right, they 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 very, very highly value Fox properties.
0: And I've heard in the New Deal that they've agreed to divest in certain uh businesses or Situations hmm. to make this deal happen. Wow! So that's interesting too because they're willing to just throw crap in the garbage. And be like, all right, we don't need this. We want to make sure this happens. So they're already going to those lengths this early. Um, again, I'm not a you know CNBC expert. I'm not a you know a stock exchange expert, but it does tell me that uh, you know Disney is very serious about making sure this deal happens, and this vote is supposed to be next month. I, I guess Comcast can come up with another deal. But if Disney's able to just sign a new offer like this immediately, I don't know. It, this could end up being a very, very fascinating situation, obviously. Uh-huh. And it could be fluid. But again, it's something you got to keep paying attention to. Things could change. Just like last week, we thought things were doom and gloom today. Things look better. Things could change next week. Yep. This is kind of, if you fantasy the finance, this is kind of how these things work. So we'll keep, keep it out of the situation. But so far, Disney showing that they're willing to do whatever it takes at, so far, at least, to make sure this deal happens. But let's now go over to DC, where I think we have some interesting uh, rumors coming out about how uh, Warner Brothers wants to approach the Batman. So, Elf, Elboy, the L Fanboy podcast, shout out to them, sorry for butchering the name initially, uh, they're coming out with a report giving us details about how Warner Brothers wants to roll out this uh, the Batman movie. And I feel like the details we got were very interesting considering the conversations that we've had, you and I, along with Kendall, about this movie. So I'm going to read you from the report. They said, quote, essentially, they want to develop this Batman movie as if it is a reboot and it is all new. But they're not going to make any overstatements about it. They're just going to make a movie about a younger Batman who I believe it takes place in the past, the report said, which will create a backdoor for if they ever want to do uh, cross pollinate with him and the other DC characters again. They're going to make the Batman as his own standalone franchise. They're going to basically start him over to a degree, but they're going to leave it a backdoor open so that depending on how the next few DC movies go, DC movies go, uh, from there they can decide which uh continuity he's a part of and whether or not they're going to push forward on the shared concept and do more crossover movies. So that basically tells me one, Affleck you would think is gone too, um, that this movie really, they don't know if it's in the DCEU. We keep asking them. They keep giving us different answers, it seems like every time. I think it's because they honestly don't know. And what I think I think what they're trying to do, Sham, I think they're trying to recreate what they thought could have been the perfect opportunity for what happened during the Batman, uh, the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I think that they were hoping that in a perfect world when they created Man of Steel, that or well, when they came with the console man, you so not before it even came out that no one would agree. And they could get somehow Bale to come back and be the Batman in the MCU. I mean, excuse me, the DCEU that never happened, but I thought, I think they felt like, look, we're going to put Wayne enterprises on this movie in a, in a shot. And we're going to tease things. And we're hoping that at the end of the day, if Bale and, and no one want to come back, they will more than happily be able to be integrated into the DCEU, the, the way that Metropolis kind of was shot and kind of looked, it looked darker. Obviously, no one had a say in Man of Steel. He was an executive producer. So I feel like they were looking at it from that standpoint saying, okay, let's try to find a way where if it, if it doesn't happen, then they'll just do what they did. They'll make their own Batman or whatever. But I think they were hoping that they would try to get him in that universe. They thought it could be a seamless transition. It just never happened. But then they're trying to basically recreate that. We're like, okay. Last time we made a movie hoping that we could expand the universe, it didn't work out because the people involved in it didn't want to do it. Let's try to do it again, and this time let's hope to maybe put in a situation where if it works out well, we can put them in the movies. And if there's no DCEU by the time the Batman is finished, then we could just keep doing Batman movies. It seems like a weird way to do business. Yeah, I mean, that seems like really and It almost seems implausible to believe, but that's what they're saying. It seems like that's a really negative mindset. Um, is it you know, negative or is it hedging your bets based on what your recent performance has been? I mean, they got Wonder Woman two coming
1: out. That's true. I mean, they got Aquaman coming out, which that one, as I mean, as far as I can tell, it looks good from everything that I've heard and seen. I haven't seen scenes yet, but I can't say it looks good yet because it's been so little. I mean, it hasn't been much, but I mean, I don't know. It looks like it's there's cool.
0: optimism based yeah. on. Based on you know un, concept un, and yeah un un and unsourced rumors and yeah. James Wan statements yeah you know which it's is like, taking them for what we can but yeah I mean I mean they
1: but they've got things that they that they have I mean Man of Steel I still like Man of Steel
0: they come out with Man of Steel too I think that there would be some buzz around that I feel like you describing uh, the DC EU's uh, assets is like uh, me describing Nick's assets. It's like you start with Wonder Woman's like, okay. Well, we got poisonius and then moving forward it gets difficult. You're like, oh, okay, well, we got Frank. I mean, he had a decent rookie year, and now we got a rookie, Kevin is, Kevin Knox, who's okay. It's like it's kind of it gets kind of thin after you get past Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like they they definitely had their failures, but like I think you just be like, oh, Batman. Uh, I don't know. We'll just make another Batman, and maybe he'll be in it, or maybe not. It's like maybe, maybe not. <laughs> like what about your whole universe you just made this whole universe and added batman to the universe and then i'm just like what so are there going to be two batmans and it's like oh no they're just going to shut down the dceu i'm like shut down the dceu like where I, don't, I don't
0: know what if this is their thinking which i i'll say again I, I, it seems so odd based on how movies normally work that it, it doesn't seem believable but it, with dc i'll believe anything in terms of what they're thinking because uh, they need radical change so they could be this is a, would be a radical step for sure um the one obvious criticism I would have though is why do they feel like why do they feel like because like why do they feel like there would be an advantage to Matt Reeve's storytelling if he's not linking it to the DCEU like to me like when you watched Wonder Woman there was no obvious link to the DCEU other than the opening where she opens a letter from Batman. But that didn't have to be in the movie. They could have mm-hmm. just they could've started the movie any way they wanted. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Like, what I don't get is why they feel like they, they, they have to in order for this to work, you gotta have Easter eggs and, 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 and have yourself to pigeonhole yourself to make sure that yeah, we gotta mention metropolis or central city somehow in this movie. It was like why? Why not just make the movie? Like, why do they why why do they feel like they have to hedge these bets so in case things go off, they could be like, oh, that wasn't in the DCEU? Or if the DCEU is dead, just say, like, oh, well, this is just its own universe. I guess the only advantage I could see is maybe they feel like if this is great and the DCEU is dead, maybe they could reboot the DCEU within the Batman universe. It's the only That's the only thing I see. There's only advantage. Otherwise, I think they're misguided. I don't think that this gives them any advantage you know i'm sure they think it does if this of course is what they're thinking yeah Either you see way, you know what i'm just, saying though i hear what you're saying i just that just seemed like a super defeatist attitude because in your mindset because you're making the case that the batman has to be at the center of your dceu so the idea yeah. that you would do a and movie, i feel like
1: they built the dceu that way
0: right yeah the actual dc universe kind of is built that way anyway exactly so like for you you feel like it just doesn't make sense to work outside of it and try to integrate him in a way yeah which again but i would argue which i agree with but i would argue that if and then you would say well this is the fetus attitude but if if it goes the way where they're concerned that the dceu is dead where Batman now is alone, then they could restart the DCU centering around that Batman, around that universe. So that in that point, they would be acquiescing to what you're saying. It just be restarting the DCU. But to me, then the question becomes: So we throwing Gal Gadot out the window? She's the franchise player. That's what I'm saying. They got like green, they got Green Lantern any, That doesn't Lantern Corps. make any
1: sense. We got Green Lantern Corps coming out. I mean, they got all these other movies coming out. They're trying to build this universe. Yeah, I, and like if Aquaman flops, they're just gonna be like, nah, that's it, we're done. That's it, we're done. Like I don't know, I don't like that. I just don't. And it, I don't think the DCEU has been bad enough, honestly. Not for me to not at this point to be like, oh, we gotta shut this down. We're just we're just losing all this money. I don't think it's been that bad. And in Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, as as not good as that was, made a lot of money. It did, you know. Of, I don't know why. I mean, don't why, it did I mean they don't money. have that many like box office complete flops, you know, in the DCEU. I yet. mean.
0: Not flops, but Justice League and no, BVS. Justice, disappointed. League,
1: Justice League and BVS were, but like I mean, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, I thought those were those were all like box office, you know, successes. Successes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I mean, I feel like it's been
2: mixed. Look who's joining the show. Yo, look who we got here. Look who's joining the show. What, 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 what do
0: what we got here? A couple just, of haters. Kinda, look, kinda a, hi- late. A hijacking here. Uh, Kendall Stewart has just jumped in cold out of nowhere. Where have you been? Showtime was
2: was an hour ago, fam. Look, oh, man, you guys are now my second priority. Um, until you guys start paying me more. That's what I guess what it comes down to. Kendall just went to the highest
0: bidder to, to, for his time today. Uh, so Kendall, you joining on? You, you coming? Yeah, here?
2: why not? I don't know <laughs> what we're talking about at all, but uh, I
0: mean. So, I'm actually curious what you think about this, Kendall. Of course, this is Kendall Stewart, uh, normal co-host on the show. Did not start the show today. Did not expect him to be on the show today, but he's here now. Um, Kendall, we're talking about this rumor regarding the Batman. And I don't know if you saw, but the L Fanboy podcast is reporting that essentially, DC is taking a wait-and-see approach with the Batman, meaning that they're going to make the movie and not really decide whether or not it's part of the DCEU. And... From what I surmised from this report, the, the advantage to this is if the DCEU somehow blows up, they can just say that this movie is in its own universe and we can continue making this movie in its own universe. And if it's, the DCU is fine and they want to integrate him, they want to make the movie in a way in which they can integrate him. Samari um, thinks this is pretty much ridiculous. Uh, I think it's odd only because... I get. I think I get what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to hedge their bets on this DCEU really ter- falling apart. Right. My my concern is, why do they feel like they? Why do they feel like they have to write the story to the DCEU? Like, what? What's the difference? Like, you're talking about Gotham City and Batman. Like, in what way would you have to connect them to the DCEU? Like Wonder Woman, that movie has almost no connection to the DCEU right. other than the beginning and yeah. the end. It's exactly. just her reading a letter from Batman. So why would you need to do that? Why do you feel like you need to do that in order to connect it? Why don't you just make the movie? And you know then say it it's in the DCEU, and if it's over, then it's over. But you can still continue the movies. I don't get this. I don't to do the. I do not I, I get what they think their advantage is, but
2: I don't know if it's worth this game they're playing. I think what it comes down to is – this reminds me of your idea, EJ, for Marvel's Fox thing where they they would see what these Fox movies do – and see what they have, and if they like it, you know, they'll bring him on. If they don't, then they'll scrap it and do something else. It's almost the opposite, where they feel like, well, if the DCEU is intact, then we'll push Batman into the DCEU. If it's not, or if it's continuing to struggle, it's its own separate thing. Now, are we? is this in the same boat as the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? That's, that we don't we don't really. That's a know. little
0: unclear from the reporting. Um, DC just has they had their head just their head just backwards. Because if I that's the case, then I, I don't think it would be because that reportedly is supposed to be a whole different
2: entity. Would, yeah, and that yeah that from what we know can't cross over to the DC. Right. So if so we're gonna have three different yeah universes? we're gonna have three different DC universes. That's
1: my thing is it's like they don't and kind of I was saying I was like this is like such a defeatist attitude like now they're just like oh, well, we're going to scrap the DC. like, if Aquaman fails, we're just scrapping the DCEU it's yeah. done, it's over right. we're going to start over, we're going to make Batman <laughs> just make a solo Batman if, that, if DCEU fails uh, which, I, honestly, I'm just like if the DCEU fails and I'm like, I mean, they've got Man of Steel uh, Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad were financial successes yeah. you know, box office successes I mean, they've got BVS and Justice League as their failures Box office watch right and I mean and now they're already thinking about just scrapping the whole thing yeah, the yeah, age, yeah. they come out with this laundry list of movies that yeah. they're gonna make that everyone's excited about yeah
0: and I think the, like, I think the concern for them would be that they can no longer survive the bad press that if somehow that they if somehow Aquaman and Wonder Woman 1984
2: we found out we're bad
0: yeah and that, and I would say even not find out if they actually were bad for some reason they they did not do well Um, I, I almost don't know if it matters if they make a lot of money. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being, uh, what's the word naive with that, but I'll go as far as to say that even if they do fairly, they, they, if they explode in the box office and they bomb critically, I don't think that matters, but let's say they do reasonable good numbers, but like they're both critical failures. I don't know if they feel like they could survive moving forward, making more DC movies Uh, for them. So that's why when you talk about shutting it down, I think for them they feel like if we make more movies, people are just going to look at us as the losing team. We're the Washington
2: Generals, and we can't get anything right. We'll never get on the right side of this. They're noticing a trend of Justice League, obviously the most recent one, where um, the box office suffered, and if, I think it comes down to, if the reviews are poor, I don't think people are going to go see these movies anymore. I think people, these movies are becoming a wait and see um, type of deal where it's like, we'll see if the reviews are good, we'll go and see it but um, as we saw with Justice League, no matter what it is it can be the Justice League, the reviews are shaky people aren't going to go see it It's kind of funny, it's like, DC what I found interesting about
0: one, is I thought your first initial example was interesting and I do agree that it is similar to what I was talking about with the Fox Disney stuff but to me, it's kind of funny that like DC's doing that with its own properties. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that before. (laughs) It's like, let's just see how this works out, and it will decide later Yeah, on your own work. Like, with Disney, I thought that made sense because, okay, you don't have control over what Fox is doing. You're kind of just seeing what they're doing, and and they got great properties, and hey, just take what they got and just use it for yourself. But I I can't believe within their own umbrella, they're like, yeah, we're going to disassociate ourselves from this movie. Unless it's great. <laughs> they will take it in. Yeah. I, I I've never seen that before.
2: Um, and, and it's weird because
1: they're going to be like developing movies that are connected to the DCEU while they're making a Batman movie that's that like, supposed to not be connected to the DCEU. Like, I just don't like how this is all awesome. To this me, is, but again, a, when you put... And it, making Joker movies that aren't connected to the DCEU and making a Batman movie that is not connected to the DCEU.
0: But when you put it that way, and I totally agree and you're right about that, it speaks to me that Batman is their... It's like I said, is that is their fail-safe. Right. If those movies fail, we have a Batman that... I think, to me, I think they feel good about this, which is why they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it so they think this is trash. They don't want to taint the brand. The, the brand of Batman with this tainted DCEU. So they're like, if... <laughs> Let's. Those are the moves we could create it as if it's in the DCEU, but if we decide not to do them, we decide not to do them. We have to do the Batman movie. They I can't th- not do it. I think if they do bad enough
1: that they feel that they have to reboot the this whole universe, I don't think rebooting
2: it in the Batman universe is going to matter. And what I, I would say is I feel like if you really do feel good about a Batman movie, why not put it in the DCEU like Wonder Woman? Because I think Wonder Woman definitely did... Uh, shoot some life into the DCEU for a couple of months until Justice League came out. But there was a they were on a, there was a high point where I was like, "Oh, maybe DC got their act around. together." Right. Um so if you had a Batman universe or a Batman uh, character that was really good with a Wonder Woman universe and a Wonder Woman character that's really good. Now those are two linchpins to lean on if you're DC. Superman Man of Steel was not also was not terrible, and if you find a way to redo that character with Henry Cavill, you might have your big three characters set, and that's really what all we've been asking for since day one was let's get these main three characters and the rest of the Justice League. Uh, have if you do those characters well, it's the right start for DC. The problem is they're having trouble doing Suicide Squad and they're having trouble doing you know Joker and Harley Quinn and Deadshot and all these characters that we're not asking for right now. And and I, we don't have Batman. It just it'd just be really weird if they like
1: rebooted like if we got another Superman and another Wonder Woman or something. Yeah. We just got Superman and Wonder Woman. I know. Now we're gonna get another
0: Flash and Superman and Wonder Woman <laughs> and Aquaman again. Well, here's the thing. I'll just be like, no, here's not again. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think if if that doomsday scenario, which I feel like is interesting word to use, that doomsday scenario worked out where like they. Like Batman was great, but they could not attach him to the. They felt they couldn't attach him to what they created with DCU. So they they started scrapping it. I don't think that you would see. Like I don't think you see whatever the next DCEU is for a while. I think they make like that would have to. Be I think they case. would make like maybe Batman. two or three, and maybe a Batman movie. Then maybe like a maybe they put the Nightwing movie in that Batman universe. Like I think they would. Start to create a Batman universe, which is kind of what they said a little bit in that quote, where they said that they, they'd be creating a Batman universe with this movie, which is needed, I think, because right now there we know a lot about the the DCU, but little about the Batman verse, other than um,
2: what we know in Suicide
0: Squad, what we know in Suicide Squad, which there's a Harley Quinn and Joker, they killed a Robin, Croc. and there's a Killer Croc who exists. There's very otherwise, and there's a Deadshot, shot yeah. who has tangled with Batman for years. Otherwise, we know very little beyond that, so. They they have they have they do need to create it. So it would make sense for them to wanna to work towards creating that. Um I don't know if maybe Gotham City Sirens and Black and, and you know, birds of prey will end up maybe being amended too. Like there's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh this is not, you know, no no disrespect of course to Elf Fanboy podcast. This is not, you know, Hollywood Reporter or variety. So maybe these details which don't seem to add up based on what they're doing, maybe there are details other details that need to be included in this initial reporting, but uh, I think that this is a very fascinating way to go about it if that's how they want to do it. But, and I got told, so I said, Ken, though, I think it makes sense. What I told Sham, is that I think it makes sense as we keep asking what to do with the Batman. Is it in the universe? They keep telling us a million answers. If this is why, if this reporting is why, then that makes a lot of sense. Yes. It's kind of foolish, though, because it goes back to the fact that I don't, the media aspect of that, you just can't survive that. Yeah, they're just as, you can't just, if this movie comes out in 2020, you can't survive
2: two years of this. And, and that, I mean, and if that is the case, then they're just as disorganized as they look. Yeah, you know, they yeah, appear much. disorganized, and that would mean that they're very disorganized. They don't know what they're doing, essentially. Unless they have a strict number of, like, if the box office of Aquaman is this, then it's in the DCEU. If it's this, if it's not, if it doesn't get to this, then it's not in DCEU. But I'm assuming that's not the case. I'm assuming they're, it's more of a field thing. But, Yeah. Ultimately, though, I feel like this puts a lot of pressure on Aquaman, uh, because that's the, next, that's the next DCEU movie, and even more so, I think, on Shazam, um, for those who do well, because if those don't do well, I would expect to hear a lot more reports on DC and Warner Brothers. And Shanks. what
1: if one does well and what one, does, one doesn't? does The one that does well is going to be like, oh, well, too bad. You'd be <laughs> scrapped. I think so. You were looking forward to seeing Shazam in the DCEU, even <laughs> though he did well? Sorry, scrapped. We're getting another
2: one, because yeah. we're going <laughs> to reboot everything. Man. And you can't and even Batman do a deal universe. where you keep, like, Gal Gadot and then you get rid of Momoa. Yeah, you, you can't keep, do stuff like that. Like, we're getting another Wonder Woman. Levi. We're getting, getting, getting no, another
1: stuff. Superman. We're getting uh, the people that you like. We're getting different ones now. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, I'm just tired of recycling. <laughs> recycling
0: yeah. these heroes like this. Yeah. I mean, DC's paying themselves in the corner. <laughs> as sad as it sounds, it's like it's like, you have Marvel, which is so organized and set up. <laughs> and then your DC is like, this is the way not to create a extended universe. I severely hope they find a way to work it out, and I think they're trying to work it out the best they can. We got all these Joker around. <laughs> we've got the TV Joker. We've got uh,
1: Leto. We had Ledger. We're gonna have uh, this Phoenix. other one.
0: Yeah, Phoenix. I guess this is way too much yeah. going on right now. We'll see what happens. I I, I certainly hope that. Um, and we'll have another
2: one once they reboot the D C E apparently. <laughs> I, I, I hope universe. I hope that they
0: find a way to work out the Batman situation. I again I think that they need this Comic Con is Comic Con is
2: crucial, man. I
0: just think that I don't think that a, a good Aquaman trailer is going to uh figure this out. I think they need to give close us a the deal and give us a slate. I just think that there's no way to uh, other ways to otherwise uh, figure this out. I don't think we're gonna get it. uh Ken, I know you, uh, you weren't here for the pre-production meeting, but the last story of the day involves the Flash uh, detail. So the Flash director, after um, there's been a lot of commentary about when is this movie coming out, he actually tweeted that the movie, uh, if, quote, all goes well, could come out in 2020. So that, I think seemed ambitious. You say ambitious, I think it kind of makes sense based on what we heard with the original timeline was. I mean, last year I believe was when we heard it was Flashpoint. This year, okay, there hasn't been much work done. There's no, we just got a director after we lost directors. What, about um, three,
2: four directors, I love Count. Yeah, we're all <laughs> over the place,
0: but now we have John Francis Daly, who's one of the directors in the film. Um. Uh, 2020, it is, it's some, he's at some sometime in 2020. I mean, December 2020 certainly I mean, doesn't sure seem that, that yeah, it's rough if, if they're closer to production than we think. Two years, definitely not fine. Not bad. Tell me February or March, that seems a little more unlikely. But again, who knows? These things turn around very quickly. Maybe they're a lot closer than we think. They do have an iris. They, they A lot of casting, you would think, is done. It's so not only that you're looking for a yeah. lot of actors in terms of like the main characters. Right. It seems like story and direction are the issues right now. So... Uh, do you buy 2020 for this Flashpoint, whatever this Flash movie is? We don't know what it is. First it was Flashpoint. First it was just Flash. Then it was Flashpoint. Now we're hearing it's going to be much lighter than initially thought. So that makes you think, well, that doesn't sound like Flashpoint. So I don't know. Whatever this Flash movie is, do you buy that it will be in
2: 2020? I... (laughs) <laughs> well, I to buy it if it's coming out in twenty twenty, you have to buy it if it's even coming out. Which with all these stories we're talking about with the DCEU, yeah, it. yeah I don't. I, I mean, that's not a that's not a given. But if I'm going to assume that Aquaman does well and assume that Captain Marvel, or Shazam rather, does well, and that you know the DCEU feels they feel good about Warner really feels good about DC going forward, I think. I mean, I think twenty twenty seems reasonable. I mean, this has been one of the movies they've talked about for a long time. Um, Is it possible? Sure. The only problem is this is a movie that felt like it was supposed to come out last year. You know, it may not come out last year. It was supposed to come out this year or next year. And we haven't had anything from this Flashpoint movie or this Flash movie. Again, we've had three or four directors. Uh, we have no story. All we have is Ezra Miller. Um, Like you said, we have an Iris West. Uh, I mean, I remember last year we had character descriptions for like Captain Cole was supposed to be in the movie and you know Thon remember Thon was supposed to be like Stephen Hawking and Captain Cole was like a bodyguard for Thon and it was like all this different stuff and now i feel we're back to the drawing board which makes me feel like are we re- like is this movie ever coming out because we've talked about it now for 2 years and we've gotten nothing um I would like to go back to the original slate that they had announced, but that slate also had Cyborg, which I know is never coming out. <laughs> um, and mm. Green Lantern Corps is, like, a totally different movie. I guess it's coming out with Jeff, with Jeff Johns, they confirmed. Um, but I don't know. I, I assume this Flash movie is coming out. So 2020 seems possible. I would prefer they just do 2021 and just make it good. I don't care about this. It. We have Marvel movies coming out now. Every year, multiple movies. That's really all I need. You know, just take your time, DC. There's no, re- there's no need to rush. Yeah, I don't think there's any need to rush. I mean, as it would be
1: nice to see it in twenty twenty. I think that would be a cool and exciting thing to look forward to. But they don't need to rush any of this stuff. Like, like they just need to make sure that Aquaman is good and Shazam is good. Those are two things that I want right now from DCEU. I don't really need to hear anything else like they could, if they operated like marvel where i just knew those two movies were coming out i didn't wasn't really sure about anything else i didn't have a release date for flashpoint or anything like that i'd be like all right that's fine you know i know it's coming out i know it'll be good <laughs> you know like but now it's just like oh flashpoint 2020 you know uh deadshot 2022 like uh, we don't need dates for these yeah things, i know you know like we don't need Dates two, three, four years yeah. down the line, I don't need that.
2: Not when you have so much trouble doing the movie. Just, just getting in front. a good
1: movie, you know. Just get a good movie out. Yeah. <laughs> just make the movies good. I think they. I think they. They think that announcing these dates is like. Just getting the headline is the most important thing, and
0: it's really not. Just
1: making good movies the most important thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I do feel like, uh, for me, I, I I'm gonna buy it. Um, DC, again, it's hard to say what's happening, but there were untitled 2020 movies that were supposed to come out in twenty uh, for DC. One was in February, one was in June. I, I can't imagine this flashpoint would be in February, but uh, the June date, again, they start now, or very, very soon. That seems two years, is certainly possible. So I'm going to say that it will happen. Um, I'm going to say that they survive, the dc who survived to that point because i i i my i had no idea what to think of aquaman but i i think it won't be terrible i think wonder woman 84 will be very good so if they're able to get to the 2020 and the strength of a strong wonder woman movie by that point i assume i feel like 2020 will be whatever the Really, Shazam, I guess. Which when did Shazam come out? Is that 2019 or 2019? Yeah, well, February. So maybe even with Shazam, but I think more so even whatever happens in 2020, that would really be the start of Hamada's run. It's almost like in college football. I know I always do football analogies with these movies, but uh, it's almost like in college football when a coach is hired and he's got like two or three years with like the other guys' players. And so, like, you really can't judge the guy until he gets his own players
2: in it's that real recruit, that first recruiting class. Yeah, yeah. I
0: feel like 2020 is like, okay. The the first recruiting class is like is now grown. They they are senior, and now we yeah. can see what they can do. Like we we kind of can't we can't quite judge Hamada's job. I think in the next year or two, he can't he he didn't come in and tell James Wan, all right, change everything on, what's the name? Like this uh-huh. is gonna be totally different. Like Aquaman's yeah. almost done. Like he he's not changing that. Yeah. Wonder Woman 84. Pat Jenkins has our own vision. He's not coming in telling Pat Jenkins what to do. So those movies are almost still like the old regime's players. Right. It isn't until we get to 2020 that maybe you could argue Shazam. But I think really specifically 2020 when it's like okay, whatever girl, his vision is, All those types of yeah, whatever movies. his vision is, we're gonna see it then. Yeah. And I'm assuming I would be surprised if he would allow like things would get so bad he would allow them not to get to his vision. So we're gonna get to it. And I think it's going to start with Flashpoint or the Flash, whatever it is. I tend to think that it's not going to be called Flashpoint by the time we get to Comic-Con next month. But um but it's going to but I don't know, it's going to be curious to see what happens. What I will say
2: is I remember like what's their slate for 2019? Is Wonder Woman coming out in 2019? Yes, yeah. So they have Wonder Woman Shazam and Shazam
0: and Wonder Woman are coming out next year. Yeah, Shazam April 2019, Wonder Woman November 2019. Yeah. Wonder Woman's November. And they just started filming. Right? Yeah. So they just started filming. Um for a movie that's happening in November 2020 20, 20, June 2020 certainly doable for Flash.
2: Do we think that Batgirl and Nightwing are ever coming out? Uh I don't know. Uh, Batgirl?
0: No. I don't know for sure. Nightwing I feel still, I feel a little better about Nightwing. Chris McKay is still attached to that, from what we know. Yeah, the reason why I'm I, I'm not sure about Batgirl because the, it we, lost the director, oh. um, and Batgirl's going to be in another movie. Uh, she's going to be or she's supposed to be in Birds of Prey. Right. So they may considering how movies considering how movies work. I, I think that I'm assuming that because of what happened, we didn't Batgirl didn't push back. Birds of Prey there doesn't have the word of anything being pushed back. So I can't imagine Batgirl will be a year after Birds of Prey. I think it will be at least two or three years. So in that time, I think Nightwing could have come out by then. It still buzzed me out. We're talking about Batgirl and Nightwing. Like, we don't even have a
1: Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every we time we talk about Batman. it, I'm just like, we don't even have a Bat. We don't have a Batman. Yeah. Let alone a Batman movie. Yeah. And we're talking about Batgirl and Nightwing. So as far as those movies coming out, I. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like, it's 50 50. I think it's up in the air. And how do you do the How good movies, is the Batman movie going
2: to be? How, how do you do the movies without the Batman at Yeah, this you point? need a Batman. Like you before, need a Batman and you need a Batman I mean, movie. Exactly. Before we had Affleck, <laughs> so it was like, all right, we have Batman at least. So, like, you can do a Batgirl and a Nightwing movie with Affleck as Batman. But if Affleck's not Batman, we don't know who Batman is. We don't even know if the Batman is in the DCEU. <laughs> how are you going to do a Batgirl and a Nightwing movie? You know, how, why is Batgirl even in Birds of Prey if we don't know who Batman is? Unless Affleck is Batman. And I mean, I don't think he'll show up. Yeah, there's, I mean, they have some massive issues.
0: <laughs> yeah, you <exactly. laughs> laid out. There's some massive issues, massive continuity issues. <laughs> and to me, it begins with, and look, I hate, I, I, I didn't plan on bringing them up, but I, if uh, we're talking you know. about it now, it comes with, to me, the original sin of the DCEU was allowing Zack Snyder, Snyder. Do to <laughs> create a vision for a universe that was controversial. It just, that was a terrible decision because now um, his, what I thought was the worst, it was the worst decision he made, not because of Ben Affleck's performance, but it's because of his age and because of looking towards the future with DTEU. His selfish, I think selfish decision to decide that because of a storyteller, he wanted, he needed to do an older Batman, and how that just didn't make any sense if you're trying to world build, is now painting them in, in an un, impossible corner. When Ben Affleck inevitably decided, I don't really want to do this anymore, and he's too old really to do it anyway, yeah. you're stuck. Because now you're like, well, how do we do Nightwing when Batman is, is if we're going to reboot Batman make him young again? Or how do we do Batgirl? Do they, although, are they related to, I just kept on what's up, are they related to the Ben Affleck Batman, or the Matt Reeves Batman? Like, these are issues that should not have been brought up if you would have talked to we uh to Snyder and been like, yeah, no, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. But I don't. But they gave Snyder carte blanche to create this universe, and that also and goes because to of that, uh. And I think because they didn't really, I don't know, I don't feel like it was a collaborative effort from the DC people. Yeah. That now they're screwed. I think Marvel when they created their universe, it was a collaborative effort. It wasn't just Feige saying this is gonna be how it works. Yeah. I think clearly there was a team there. That built a universe George where I Dean. think with
2: with Snyder it seems like it was just him. Yeah, I mean and then Jeff Johns and uh and when a hire like Ben Affleck or a casting like Ben Affleck, I also look at Kevin Tushihara running Warner Brothers. You know, they wanted at the time they wanted Star Affleck. Power Affleck. Yeah, they all clearly they wanted Star Power going to Affleck. Um they had mentioned he was supposed to direct the Batman. It was supposed to be this big rollout for this movie. I mean, this movie was supposed to be... It should have been out by now. Oh, it definitely should have been out by now. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be, like, their biggest movie. And now, I remember Affleck... I mean, looking back... Just thinking back at these stories that we had with Affleck, like... Supposed to be directing the movie, but then he wasn't. We heard nothing about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> so I'm like.
0: This so hard. Yeah,
2: I'm like, yo, come on. It's out, like, so hard. You
0: haven't, you haven't started it. You <laughs> need it so hard. You haven't tried. How can something be hard if you haven't tried it yet? Oh, man. you talking, oh like, it's hard. I don't know if I can do
2: it. <laughs> it's like you haven't shot one thing yet. You're already saying it might be too hard. Oh, Why did man. you sign up for it? Yeah, that that was so weird about it. It was like, man, this guy was supposed to be the director and the star. Right, and come on, Ben Affleck. Yeah. I, I mean, Hyde people... said we knew that he was going through stuff, so it was like, all right, now yeah, we understand. Right. You know, he couldn't he couldn't do it. But, like, at the time, I remember us being so confused as to why we had nothing coming out for the Batman. It just didn't make any when sense. The, that was supposed to be yeah. the biggest movie they had coming out.
0: And in fairness to Snyder and DC, I mean, they into Affleck, they, none of them could have 14- what right. happened to him for sure. And uh and we take what happened to him very seriously. But nonetheless, it regardless of whatever he went through, his age didn't change. He didn't yeah. he didn't age by ten years. He, he wasn't gonna do you know, it anyway. Yeah, there was no way that again, if your idea was to world build, that getting a fifty year old Batman made any sense. It it just didn't. Yeah. If if Marvel hired Ron down Jr. today to do Iron Man One I would, I, would say, I would say I don't care how great he is. This is dumb. Yeah. Because if he's supposed to be Iron Man for 10, 15 years, he can't do it. He could be the greatest Iron Man of all time, which he is. <laughs> but that was. it still wouldn't make any sense if world building is your goal. I mean, remember... If world I was- building isn't your goal, then have at it. He's a great director. He's a great actor. There's no reason why he can't be great. Some people think he was great in that last movie. I don't necessarily agree. But, but some people think he already was really good. So... That's different, but what they wanted to do that didn't add up. Signing athlete, and that was on Snyder. Because yeah. he wanted an old Batman. He said it from the beginning. I hated it when he first talked about it, and it, it it culminated because of his vision of wanting to do something similar to Dark Knight Returns and him being obsessed with that vision of a Batman. That I think he, he now as he he's handicapped the universe once he's already been fired and moved on from,
2: it, like. The only time I was trying to think in my head, the only time Marvel had casted somebody that was older for a role than they were supposed to be, was the only time I think was Hank Pimp. Exactly. And that was obviously for a story purpose. They were going for you know a Batman Beyond type of feel, which Mm. it worked perfectly. It always makes me wonder if Batman Beyond was maybe something that they planned on doing in the DCEU with Affleck. That's why they casted somebody older. Maybe they felt, well, five eight years, maybe Affleck would be an older actor, but he maybe be able to still play Bruce Wayne, and we introduce Terry McGinnis. That's the only thing that makes sense if you're going to cast somebody, like EJ said, like Affleck at his age, to be your your original Batman. Yeah, that would be interesting. But, I mean, Terry so far in the future. Yeah, it would, it would be, a, it would, they would take liberties it with would the characters.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it would just be like, just a side story. <laughs> he couldn't like, I mean, he could interact with Superman, but he'd be much older, so they yeah. had to do something to Cavill, like, yeah, exactly. So it'd be weird, but yeah, I mean that's the only thing that, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really like. Well, I, I I did like the old Batman idea, but in terms of building a a, a universe for a long period of time, yeah. it didn't make any sense.
0: Um, can I know this is the part of the show where normally we do our recap? You did not see. I'm assuming you did not see. You didn't watch Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger this week. Cloak and Dagger. I did not. Okay. So uh, do you want to hang out and be spoiled and listen to the conversation or do you you're you going to tap out here? Uh, I'll tap out. All right. Um, well, we appreciate you uh coming yeah, off man. of this uh spot appearance here. Yeah, man. A new generation man. hero. Make talk. sure you pay but, me
2: for my uh for my now, time. Are you are you per, are you per hour now? Are you, are you <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the, uh, by the minute. By the segment. <laughs>
0: by the segment. <laughs> by the segment. Yeah, you by the segment now. Oh, uh, but thanks a lot and I'll talk to you uh right after this show is done. But, yeah, no, I do see uh, the whole Flash situation, whole DC situation. It's messy. I think it's why we'll keep doing these stories every week. And I, I tell you, man, if if next week, I'm going to next month, I'm still doing these stories because we don't have a slate at the Comic-Con, I'm going to be a very unhappy EJ on the show. <laughs> and I know we talked about it. Do you think that that's a chance? I think I don't think they're gonna have a slate. That, yo, that would drive yo, I, don't know I, <laughs> I honestly don't know I, I not think they're gonna have a slate. I think because
1: they, they don't know what they're doing.
0: I might have a Chris Magdal Russo meltdown on this show <laughs> if, that, <laughs> if they don't have a slate by the time Comic Con comes around, and we're still saying, "Oh, so when does Batman come out? <laughs> it's part of the universe." And what what's going on with Births of Frey? I mean, we're doing if we're doing that after, yeah, like that uh, would be a uh, massive mistake because if they do that then. I don't know if we're ever getting one. Cause why would you randomly then say in December? Okay, here's our slate. They're think, not doing it in New think York Comic Con. They may announce like a couple dates, maybe,
1: but like that's it. I mean, we got the Flashpoint. They got the Flash guy talking about how oh, maybe 2020. And it's like, well, that's, that's not scary. Well, that's dude. not being announced. Yeah, and that's only a couple <laughs> years.
0: That's what he's saying. A couple years. That's true. And He's saying I don't know. Maybe. That's like, true. They don't know.
1: They nah, don't know
0: good, what is happening. That's a good point. I just said they need sleep. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. in 2020. I don't know if in a month they're gonna be able to confirm that it is coming yeah, out in 2020. I, like we, that's totally like, come on. I don't I, know if I, anything's I gonna change between now and whatever Comic Con comes up. Comic Con that. That would say, oh no, never mind. Yep, twenty twenty. Like, Add that to the list. <laughs> exactly. Like that's only. Like, if that's only so recent. That. Then they damn sure don't know what's happening in twenty twenty two. So like, I really, I don't think they
1: know what they. I don't think they know what they're doing. They don't have a plan. I don't think they have a plan. And all these, uh, the even the podcast report the Batman stuff. I don't think they have a plan. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> they
0: gotta have some plan. I think whether they just whether, whether executing <laughs> it well is 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 another thing. They have clearly they have to have some plan. I don't know. I, mean, right I would hope. I it. would hope so, but it doesn't look.
1: <laughs> they don't. They're not acting like it,
0: right? So yeah, it's it's not looking good. That's all about this uh, episode of Cloak and Dagger. This will be our episode recap of the week. Um, I just watched it a couple of minutes ago, or not a couple minutes ago. And now it's been like an hour ago. I watched it right before we started this show. Um, this was a good episode. Part of me feels like we got some strong character moments. From our heroes, uh, the one issue I have is I don't know if the show is moving forward quickly enough. We did have a major, somewhat major death. I don't know if it was a major death, but we had a death in the show. And I do think from the storytelling standpoint, the way they kind of told that gentleman's story, uh, Tandy, her, Tandy's mother's boyfriend, I guess you would call him. Boyfriend, lawyer. Lawyer. Yeah, it was a very messy situation um, the way they told that story actually was really strong and when you when he dies it's very sad and you would never imagine that based on how they introduced him so that's really good storytelling and it wasn't because it was random I do feel like he, he all of a sudden seemed very nice and I think they did, that was a little random that all of a sudden like you watch this episode and he's like, Oh no, he's just a good guy. Oh wow, he's a nice guy. Like and in the beginning he's like just in a bathroom. He's in a bathroom on, a, bathroom, on the couch. Drinking a beer. Like, oh hey,
1: you know, <laughs> to yeah. the daughter. Like that's that was a terrible look.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe like in hindsight, maybe they could have maybe hedged that storytelling a little bit. If I watched it again, maybe it wouldn't look as bad. But they definitely tried to give you something and then switched it up on you. And Tandy's powers to see how people are thinking and what they see that future. When you see this guy legitimately has like you know, strong and positive thoughts about what he can build and what he believes is a family with Tandy's mom and Tandy. Like, it's pretty crazy. And then we see him tragically killed. It's like, Oh man, that was uh brutal. And that is probably the only thing that really moves the forward story really forward. But now we're, well, this is the fourth episode. We're getting to the halfway point. I don't know if we've really gotten anywhere near a villain, anywhere near, um, a situation where there's a resolution, and maybe there won't be a resolution, but I just feel like this is whereas runaways I felt like that story was definitely moving towards an obvious confrontation. From the first episode we see them in their robes, and you're like, Okay, well these are the villains. Maybe there'll be another villain and we realise there was Jonah moving forward. But there's obvious there's an obvious end to how this ends, is that they gotta have to they're gonna have to face off with these parents. Whereas here, the end seems nowhere in sight. And it's not good because there's not that much time left. Yeah, I mean there's
1: not that much time left. Um, I enjoyed the episode too. Like I thought it was a good episode, um, which is saying a lot because we still don't really know what what is what the conflict is is. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: uh, but they do the drama very well. And they do the, the 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 manipulating of time. Now it's the second episode in a row where mm-hmm. the, I think that's going to be a theme, and it's 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 well done in this episode as well. Yeah, it's well done. Um...
1: I mean I liked I like that you're seeing a little bit more of their powers that's becoming a more a more uh, important theme is like them discovering their abilities I think that's important because in the first few episodes it was a lot of just like you know their family life and their background mm-hmm. whereas now it's starting to get to okay what do these powers mean and I'm like, I'm like yes this is what I, like, yes this is what I wanted to see um, so I like that I think the effects on their powers is really cool. I really like they've gotten it down so far. Yeah, I really like what they've done and how the dagger just kind of appears, and Cloak's kind of like uh, his like Cloak his ability, his like dark universe, whatever it is. Like, you know, I think uh, I think they do it really well. Um, but yeah, we just have to get this plot moving forward. I mean, we don't know what we don't know who they're going to use their powers against. You know, all we hear is Roxanne on, and it's like, what does that mean? You know, who, what, are they going to storm into Roxanne Corporation and start killing people? Like, I don't know what they're going to be doing with their powers. I mean, are they, I mean, I'm guessing
0: uh, Cloak is going to go after that cop. Yeah, you know? it seems like they're on their own dual origins, which the villain for Cloak is this dirty cop. Is the villain it, for Is this Tandy. Kind of rapist guy? Wait, what? Is it that rapist guy, the guy
1: that got away? No,
0: the, the villain for Tandy is the Roxanne guy. People, oh, I'm yeah, assuming yeah, they're the people linked to whoever killed that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be sure that that's what happened. So, they like those are the villains, but we we don't see them, we don't talk to them rarely, uh, and they and they they seem so far so one dimensional that I, I don't know if we'll ever get satisfactory a satisfaction from. The adversaries to these young heroes in this season, right. like I just don't think there's any way I'm gonna learn so much about this dirty cop who, just, right, well, over all seems like just a dirty cop, and this corporation who seems like just another corporation who's just covering their tracks, killing whoever you know challenges them. That's not like a normal corporation, but there's any TV show corporation we've right. seen, um, like it doesn't seem there's much more depth to them. So, uh, and maybe it's not meant to. Maybe this story is supposed to be very focused on on Tandy and Tyrone, which it is, but. That that is a little disappointing, and I think because of that, it makes where the story is going unclear. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I like that cloak has what appears to is that going to be his cloak now? I'm guessing that 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 thing that he designed. He yeah, Yeah, it. his brother started it. Yeah, yeah, like I I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, uh,
0: I like. Uh, Did you think that that whole situation with his dad taking him there? was a a little too insider baseball if you're not from New Orleans. I thought it was really cool. Because I had no no idea what anything was... I had no idea what was happening.
1: Oh, yeah, I didn't know either, but I didn't care. Okay. I was like, I really like that they're... They're really going really deep into this. They're going for it, yeah. They're really going for really deep, like, New Orleans, like, like cultural type. Yeah, because, like, when did that
0: show up to the hood... It was doing like I didn't know I stuff. I still don't know what happened. <laughs> they looked everywhere and kill him, then they didn't, and then they yeah. hugged. Then they started making cloth, and I was like, I, I, "What's going on?" And then he picked the wrong cloth, but then it was oh, that was your brother's, and I was like, "Why is this, why is the dad keep not talking about this with his mom? Like, why is that something you would hide? I, maybe yeah. someone from New Orleans like just gets it, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna like New Orleans is a smaller town, yeah, so." I feel like New York, there are certain things that even non-New Yorkers know, or Chicago, certain things Chicago, non, non-Chicagoans know. I don't know if, like, New Orleans, like, I think that scene needed a little more explanation. Uh, We might get New Even Orleans, though the I'm acting sure. and everything, the drama and everything that like, they did with it, and I felt authentic, and I thought it was well done, I feel like if you were in New Orleans, you would have loved it. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, not being from New Orleans, only visited two, twice in my life, did not get that. And I and I know a little about New Orleans culture because of my visits, and I still didn't get it. I hear you. I mean, I I feel like those explanations still might be forthcoming. Okay.
1: But, um, I I don't know. I personally didn't mind. I think just knowing that it's a cultural thing, which I think is the message they were trying to get across. Yeah, definitely. I like. I think that for me that was that was very definitely like received, and for me it was. It was enough, and to the point where I was like, "I think this is a nice touch," because it it, it kind of further emphasizes that
0: they're going for a very personal story, you know, with uh, both Tandy and Tyrone. When are so are we supposed to assume that the end of the episode is kind of like the beginning of that next day, where they go on and do whatever they do, like Tandy sees the guy get killed, Tyrone goes it goes for it with his. I guess now his girlfriend, um, and then the whole bike situation. Like I, the, the timeline thing, which I think has been cool. I think was a little confusing. It was confusing. Um, well, to me, it wasn't that confusing until the end. They left, and all of a sudden, like you know, Tyrone's like working out in the gym. Like you know, he's got the angry face on, and Tandy's crying, doing drugs. So I was kind of like, okay, this seems different from how I've seen them act. Like both of these characters went on a journey after whatever meeting they had. And I almost wonder if that was the beginning of it, or was that after the whole day? Because to me, it just yeah. didn't make sense. Because it seemed like they both made pro like even though they both were like obviously saw crazy stuff happen, they both seemed to make progress in whatever they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um. And then, at the end, it didn't seem that way. But again, that's what the timeline thing. It wasn't. It was cool, but I don't think it was well as well executed as it was last week. Yeah, I agree. It was a little. It was muffled. Like it was, it, it looked a little
1: jumbled up. Um Either way, I th- I just thought I think the story they're telling is very compelling. Um, their conversation no, I, was real. Yeah, their conversation was real. I think the stuff they're going through is real. I mean, Tandy did with that like suicide attempt thing, where she just jumped in the water. or Question:
0: what? Was that a suicide attempt, or, or was, was she, she testing, testing herself, her po- testing her powers? I kind of like, and I don't know, but I kind of like that it is a little open-ended. Yeah, it is very open-ended.
1: I, th- I just thought it was suicide attempts. I was like, it oh, very well could have been. I was like, I think she's just done for whatever reason. She just took a bunch of drugs. And the last thing they showed her doing was just taking drugs. Sure. <laughs> and then she's in the water. I'm like, oh, wow. That's really dark. But, you know, that's why I, that's just what I thought it was. Maybe it was a test. Who knows? We might get that answer in the next episode as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that happening and then the guy getting shot in the head you know like this is the, you're right when you said before that this is definitely much darker than the runaways oh, much, more,
0: much more graphic yeah yeah and the runaway, even though the runaway is graphic and dark it's just different like it's just, like yeah. the feel of this is just different it's just like this is real like the main character is doing drugs like it's just yeah this is real this is deep and like tyrone talking about white privilege in a way i thought that was yeah very well written um Again, that, their and conversations how he, and how he was acting in the police station—he's just like, no, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's like, like the, the anxiety. Yeah. Of, I mean, I tell you what, this—I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with the short runners. I don't know if they're black or not, but they have really, they have touched to me when I watch this show on these, the black, the anxiety of the black American yeah, in a definitely. way that I don't think other superhero shows have done. Yeah. Even Luke Cage. Too. Yes, even yeah. Luke Cage. Um. I think part of that deals with Luke Cage honestly being in Harlem, like right. Harlem is different than being yeah, in New Orleans. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, New Orleans right. has a lot of black people, but it's still the Deep South. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's a different vibe. Um, the situation they put Luke in and being in Harlem, it's it's just a different vibe. So we don't really get those like more on the nose anxiety feelings about the black hero that we get in this one, and it's. And it said it's well done. It's not cheap at all. Right. Uh, I do feel like their conversation went south in a way that was weird. Um, I loved their conversation the entire episode up until the end when Tandy's thoughts of killing herself set Tyrone off in a way in which I don't know. I think the writing was poor, which is why I think his acting was poor because he was trying to be he was trying to be forceful a, and it wasn't believable because it wasn't believable that her saying she wanted to kill herself to me would make that character flip out like that. And because of that, I don't think he got the best out of that scene, and then the scene just felt flat. And it, it was kind of unfortunate cuz again, what was a strong episode, and that whole element of them like talking to each other and like them testing their powers and that it was all very good, I thought it ended kind of on a on a on a flat situation. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't have that reaction the first time, but I guess in hindsight it was it was, uh, I think it, they definitely could have handled that better.
0: Especially when I thought she made a, I, I thought the conversation was actually going to turn when she said that you talk about suicide. I saw you try to commit suicide by a cop several times. And I was kind of like, Oh, okay. Maybe cause first I was like, Oh really? This is how this is going to end. Then I got excited, but then he didn't like, he didn't push her in any way. He just left. And I was like, Jesus, why we, why didn't we explore that? Like that actually was a good point. And I don't know. Again, the writing there got—they lost. They lost a lot there. They left a lot of me on the bone, mm. and they went down a path I thought was not great. And then they wrote themselves in a way I thought could have really gave us a lot of answers about who Tyrone is. And instead, they just made him walk away. So I didn't love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get a lot more of those types of scenes in this in the show, though. I have a feeling we'll get a lot more talks, a lot more deep talks, because this show isn't afraid to handle. Very very raw topic. Yeah, and to me clearly,
0: his whatever he dealt with with Tandy made him. They they these two have a connection obviously. Cause that cause like again yeah, we talk about the time thing. I guess that to me, him going all in with that girl made it more more made it more sense after seeing the episode. Because you see what happened with Tandy, and clearly they acknowledge that there is some close connection there. So once they got he got angry and they it severed, he did went all in with the other girl. So it was like okay, this is obvious reaction one thing happens with one girl you do this with the other girl so um so that there, there's they have very good chemistry so far i just hope that they find a way to keep uh not leaving stuff on the table because there's a lot there to be done but i, I said the only detriment would be of uh, my only criticism so far would be the storyline is is moving very slow um slow to a point where i'm very i'm starting to become concerned that this season will kind of just end, and I'm just going to be like, all right, what happened? Like, we don't... Like, I still don't know what's happened to the guy that that cop arrested. We haven't even seen that cop in, like, I don't know how many episodes. Yeah. Or, or, I guess, last... Yeah, she was, was in the last, last episode, episode. Yeah. But, like, her her impact was, I'm investigating this case. And he told her, no, you're not. And that was it. Uh-huh. And we saw her, not at all in this episode. So, what happened to that kid? Is he now free? Like, is he not part of the investigation anymore? Like, what happens to him? Like, I don't know. There's still aspects of the show that didn't move aren't moving for this was 20 episodes i wouldn't feel as nervous but makes me a little nervous now
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean i i voiced those same concerns i believe the last last time we talked about cloak and dagger and i mean i still have those concerns i mean i just i want us to have cloak and dagger
0: before episode (laughs) 9 i tell you what we're not gonna get that we're not gonna get like I don't know if we're gonna get capes in this like like I, that idea that these are I mean I don't I don't heroes really, I don't really, really need capes,
1: that. but I need them to be like
0: using their powers against people. Before I, episode nine. I think this story is gonna be a lot more drama based and story based. I think this I think this story is are we talking about what the model is for this story, I think this story is more along the model of a Jessica Jones than it is a Daredevil. I mean, Jessica well, Jones Cage, was, she would sparingly use her powers, but she'd use her powers. Right, but it wasn't like, but like a lot of her powers, like a lot of times it was just like, you know, smashing a clock, like telling a jerk in the bar to get out by like, you know, hit him in the groin or whatever. Like, like it wasn't like, I'm out fighting crime. Like when she was running around and stuff, a lot of it wasn't with like powers. It was just right, her, right. like, being an investigator. And whereas with like Daredevil, he's like bashing heads. You know, right. Luke Cage is bashing heads. You know, it's not him kind of just walking around and learning about who he is. But like with Jessica, a lot of that was learning about who Jessica is, who her friends are, and things like that. That was more drama story-based where those yeah. shows were more action. I think this show lines up more with Jessica than it does the other two. Uh, I, the thing with Jessica Jones is like you had a character like
2: Kilgrave,
1: who was extremely compelling and had extremely frightening powers.
0: Uh, and the way they wrote the character to where even when he didn't really show up until like episode six, I think, In a way in which in the current, right? But because of the nature of his powers and the nature of the writing and Kristen Ritter's acting, it's almost like he was a character in the show without even being on the show yet. It was so well done. This show doesn't really have that. They don't have that. Like they're just relying on the drama of
1: Tandy and Tyrone's life, which is good, but that that's not going to carry them. Only get you so far. It's not going to carry them the whole season. Like we need this is cloak and dagger. The show called cloak and dagger.
0: You know. So we need cloak and dagger. I think we'll get more of that stuff next season. I don't think we'll get like major fighting. Their heroes like that idea. Right. I think is yeah. just. I think we're f- fairly far away from that stuff. That's a good place to wrap the show, Kendall Sham. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks to Kendall for popping in uh, on his own time to <laughs> just come in and do the show with us. Be sure to check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud 92 and check us out on. Uh, Stitcher as well. Follow us on Facebook, New Generation Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod. Follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, mcshane Point two. Follow me on Instagram, at EJ, and on Twitter, at EJ underscore Stewart. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm me, JP.